This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Whoops. There we are. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) We're having all sorts of issues here this morning. I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, Frank Proctor here, along with, of course, the star of our show, the darling of the daisies, the uh, glorious of the... uh, uh, Gladiolus. Gladiolus, thank you, thank you. Charlie Dobbin. Thank you, darling. Uh, You didn't... Feel free to mention the gift I brought you. You uh, a basket. I know you're going to forget somewhere uh, on some streetcar. <laughs> I won't leave. I I one time years ago left some tomatoes. I believe it was on, yeah, little tomato on a streetcar. Yeah, and uh, I got on with the wonderful gift from Charlie. I got off without the wonderful gift from Charlie. So somebody in this city has been enjoying my tomato plants. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, Charlie. But today, today, a little basket of. Uh, uh, well, now homegrown, gonna, homegrown carrots. Tomato, yep, carrots. Yeah, yeah. tomatoes, garlic, garlic, and rosemary. Well, yeah. for dye, it's and all what's for rosemary's dye. last name. She she hardly fit in the basket. <laughs> I know, but, <laughs> but anyway. she smells really good. Oh heavens to Betsy! Yes, and you can dry that rosemary and yeah. save it for uh, you know some winter cooking, or you can use it fresh uh-huh. if you're thinking about maybe making some chicken or something that would really benefit from the wonderful fla- you know flavors of rosemary. Of course. Well, hey, you know what? We better mention the fact that the reason we're talking is because this is the garden show. That's true. My job as the sushi. Chef Your of the only job, really. Yes, it is. Mm. Uh, is to supply the phone numbers mm. for folks to get in touch with you and ask you a question or offer up some information. Mm. Okay. So, uh, the phone lines are in Toronto, 416-360-0740. Then if you're uh, anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And Charlie Dobbin, you usually come uh, supplied <laughs> Equipped. with a, a tome <laughs> Of information there. I often do. You're right. There's a lot going on well, of in the gardening world. Gardeners are busy people, and this is a busy time of year. Of course, today here in the Toronto area, this isn't a real gorgeous day to be out in the garden. It's going to be chilly tonight. Yeah. So it's almost like long underwear kind of weather this evening. Never mind. We get enough things in the city to heat things up. For the, <laughs> Let's not my start Lord. That. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. but, but bottom line, tomorrow's going to be a gorgeous day to get yeah. outside. I mean, there's so much to do. We've got, with all this rain, lawns to mow, weeds yeah. to pull, bulbs to plant, vegetables to harvest, 
garlic to plant. And it's cold out there. Not tomorrow. It's going to be gorgeous. Uh, it's going to be gorgeous yep, tomorrow. Yep, okay. Perfect gardening day All tomorrow. Right. So today, if you're inside in some of this cool gray rain, from 2 till 4 p.m., the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society's annual flower show is on. This includes a flower arranging demonstration by Rosemary Passiflume McLean, who won ribbons at the recent World Flower Show in Dublin, Ireland. See, it's that winning, uh, it's that competitive thing it again. It is, it is, darling. They it do, is. those ribbons are worth a lot. So, free admission to all, 2 to 4 p.m. today, Scarborough Village Community Centre, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. Also today, the Guilford and District Horticultural Society is hosting their fall flower and vegetable show, Plus Tea, from 12 noon until 1.30 at the Churchill Community Centre, 6322 Young Street in Guilford. Tomorrow... During that gorgeous day, if you want to get inside or you need, you just, you know, want to be inside or you want to catch the speaker at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, which is, of course, 77 Lawrence Avenue East in Toronto, the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society presents guest speaker John Massey. He's owner of Ashwood Nurseries in England. Um, He's going to treat everyone to a spring stroll through his private three-acre garden at Ashwood Nurseries, England. I know. You raise your wow. eyebrows. Yeah. I know. I actually went to his website. Unbelievable. Like, how do people ever... Afford that. Afford it or... Yeah. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It's, it's got to like, be old money. I, I think I think it's old money. Or is it is it just the, the fact that the British appreciate gardening and oh, they support it? Yes. You know, yeah. they shop at his, his garden center, which has all kinds of amazing specimens. And... And there's somehow, I don't know, tax breaks for gardeners? I don't know. The guy's got an amazing <laughs> estate. And it's gorgeous. And it's beautifully maintained. And it's every season is uh, just a, you know, a, wonder. a fantasy. Wow. I know. Like, How can we go? I, you well, and I. Go. How, can go? How can we go half his life? Well, I know. We can, we can do a remote broadcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sure anyway, the station will buy it. He that. is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. So if you want to meet him, John Massey, he's in Toronto now. He's at the Toronto Botanical Gardens tomorrow, and uh, certainly that's going to be a lot of fun. There is also an early fall plant sale going on at TBG for, at 1230, and the presentation starts at 1.30. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I forgot? No. Well, a couple of things, actually, and that's not unusual <laughs> yes, for me. Yes. I know, I know. Gee, we forgot to say hi to James Patrick Dooley. He was oh, in the other, in the other room there. He was dripping in sweat. When oh, he was running so fast well, there. Well, we the had beginning. a little, some technical issues yeah. that had developed. But and he, he was has sorted them all sorted out. Sorted them all He's out. He's the wizard. And uh, the other thing uh, that I forgot to mention was, of course, our mantra, which is, Call early, call often. One question per call, One. or patrolman Proctor gets out the old ticket book, boy, and pulls you to the side of the road. And, and you as well, let uh, let James know mm-hmm. uh, if you're a first-time caller, and then you'll be greeted when you come on the air with wind chimes yes. as sort of a little present. You know? Well, it's a present that gives you that's your how wings. Cheap, that's how cheap we are. <laughs> we give you wind chimes. The sound. Not real wind chimes, but just the sound of wind chimes. All right. Okay. Rather than emphasizing our cheapness. <laughs> oh, Lord, love yeah, a duck. It's going to be one of those yeah. days. Indeed it is. Well, we're going to be back. We have callers lined up already. I James has been hard at work, mm-hmm. which, you know, I hate to say this, but... God, the guy does 
do good work. He you does. Know? You know. I don't like to mention that because he gets – well, I had to enlarge the doorway here. Yes, the studio, I noticed. Head through. Just, yes, oh, I noticed. Every time the light comes on in his refrigerator room, he takes a bow. It's <laughs> He's also got a microphone in it. He's also got a – oh, I forgot over that part of it. Whoops. Whoops. Oh, <laughs> And he's got headphones too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so our lines are open. We've got callers to talk to, and we have to take a little break. Meantime, Charlie. Okay. Yep. All right. We'll return right after these words here at AM 740, The Garden Show. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And a good morning from Frank Proctor, yours truly, as well as uh, Charlie Dobbin uh, oh, sitting thank next you. to me. Thanks yes. for, for mentioning that I'm here. Oh, yeah, it's your show. I- that's right. Yeah. If you could, if you could visualize the yeah. studio, here's my hand just in front of the microphone, okay? Yeah. And here's my finger as I welcome Inga to the show from Scarborough. Hi, Inga. Hello. Good morning. Good. Excuse me. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Hi. But I would like to know when to cut the roses down. Uh, how much the hybrid? The bush or the climate and the carpet roses. Woo, that's a big question. Okay. You've got all those kinds of roses in your garden? Yes, I do. All right. Climbers, we don't typically do any cutting in the fall unless some of the canes are flailing around and likely to, you know, catch the um, letter carrier as he tries to get up to your front door or a small child on Halloween. Those kinds of, that kind of cutting we will do on roses uh, from the, the climber variety. Shrub roses, leave them alone in the fall. Hybrid teas, I typically, again, will bring them down to a height so that if it, in the big wind in the winter, they're not going to fling around and damage themselves or others. The smaller roses, carpet roses, leave them alone in the fall. Okay, so there's no fertilizer, no trimming, no nothing other than tall roses that might hurt themselves or somebody else in the fall. Uh, I'm sorry about the hybrid you said... Uh uh, how much to cut or what? Only if the, the hybrid tea roses are so tall that yeah. th- they're going to either damage themselves or others right. in the wind that's going to happen this winter. Uh, back Way back in the day when I went to university and learned about roses, we were taught to, tr- to treat them in Ontario the same way they treat them in England. But, of course, it doesn't always work across the pond exactly the same. So what I was taught with hybrid tea roses is that you cut them to your knees, the height of your knees in the fall, and to your ankles in the spring. Okay? I still cut them to my ankles in the spring, but I don't always cut to my knees in the fall. I just cut down what needs to be cut down so that I'm trying to minimize any damage from wind. Right. When do I cover them and when do I start fertilize them? No fertilizer till next spring. To stop now fertilizing? Oh, yeah. Should have stopped in July. We don't fertilize any plants after the end of July. Any, oh. any woody plants like roses or trees or shrubs. No fertilizer after the end of July. Oh. And the hilling of the roses, the covering of the roses, that takes place after we've had some really good hard frost. So here in the Toronto area, typically that's uh, November, usually late November. And we get out there and we'll mound some soil over the crown of our tender roses, the roses that are not growing on their own roots, but instead have been budded onto the roots 
of a different rose. So the hybrid teas are a good example. Those will get hilled or mounded at the end of November. Okay? Uh, what I did last year, I put some soil and I put some mulch on. I had four roses died on me last year. So my, my daughter said to just put the mulch on, don't put any soil on. Okay, other way around. You should put soil, uh, mulch, it shouldn't matter. The, the challenge is when. If you put the soil and or mulch on too early, meaning in October or September, you're trapping heat around the rose and you're not allowing it to go dormant and then it's more likely to die in the winter. So that's why you wait until we've had some very cold weather. Like I said, late November, that's when you put your soil, excuse me, and mulch on the roses. Okay. Okay. Inga, Inga, it's a Patrolman Proctor here. I've just gotten off <laughs> my motorcycle. So I'm sorry to bother you. So no, 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 no. You not didn't bothering bother us at all. all. But hey, do call back because uh, then you'll be able to ask another question on top of the five you've already snuck in there. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Inga. <laughs> right. Well, that was just a full care question on well, roses. Yes, I know, but it, you know. It did, all roses. It did tend to go on a, a touch. Oh, you're not, just don't care about roses, obviously. <laughs> and I love your reference to back in the day when I went Back in the day when you went to university, or whatever, you were using a mallet with a chisel <laughs> on a big stone tablet. That's you know, correct. Doing your homework. That's <laughs> correct. You know it. It was that long ago. Uh, oh, James, I'm getting the eyeball here because we have the wind chime set to go. There we are. Gloria, how's it going in Leeside? <laughs> Good morning, Gloria. <laughs> Gloria, hi. I have a question about a visiting dog of my daughter's that comes periodically and leaves these yellow spots on my lawn. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know being a female, this will happen. I don't know how to look after this. Just uh, pour a bucket of water on every time she... uh, Urinate? Exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. Yep. When it, when dogs pee on the lawn, <clears throat> their their urine, of course, has got lots of ammonia in it. Mm-hmm. And the ammonia is is literally like a fertilizer, but it's too much. Yeah. And it burns the roots of the plants and it kills the plants. Right. So if you can be following the dog around, literally, with yeah. a bucket, and as soon as the dog squats and pees, you dump as much water over top of that fresh urine as soon as you possibly can, you will neutralize some of that intense uh, salt, which is part of the, the urine, and mm-hmm. you'll find that spot will be greener than any other part on the lawn. Okay, but in the meantime, with these yellow spots, should I just um, scrape, scrape and... Uh Put down some seeding. Yes, what I would do if the, if those get your rake out, your fan yeah. rake, and yeah. rake thoroughly. You know, not today because it's so wet, so you yeah. have to wait till it's a little drier. But uh, a really good kind of a hard raking. The dead will come out. If there's anything live in there, it will still hold on. But if the whole patch is just completely yellow, then absolutely yes, little little bit of soil, a little bit of seed, and pray for rain or again stay on the watering. Get those seeds to germinate so that those patches will be filled filled in, you know, beautifully before winter. Great. Thank you so very much. You're Thank welcome. you for joining Thank us you. here on the show. I'll okay. be phoning again next week. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling, A return Gloria. caller. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, we're broadcasting, of course, live and direct from the 
Zoomerplex in Liberty Village, where it's kind of wet out there. But we'll we'll deal with that, bring a little sunshine your way with uh, other callers <laughs> yet to come. We have to uh, take a little bit of a uh, commercial break right here. Before I do, I just I forgot one thing. Uh, you I, forgot something I again. I know, hard to believe. But I was doing a <sighs> remote broadcast yes, yes. Uh, past this past Wednesday from Woodside Muse in Oakville. It's a lovely spot. And a lady by the name of Verna mm-hmm. came up and said hi. She listens to the show, The Garden Joys. Uh, I will give you a shout, shout out. out. Exactly. Hey, Verna. Hey, Verna. (laughs) Nice to have met you. Okay. And all our other listeners. Thanks for listening and uh, chatting with Frank. You got it. I need need the bolstering. He needs friends. Charlie beats me up quite regularly. I know, and you deserve it every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Back in just a moment here on The Garden Show from AM740. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Thank you for uh, sharing part of your weekend uh, with the gardening crew. Uh, that, uh, of course, yes. means Charlie Dobbin, really. Uh, and Angela from Brampton. Well, and you, the, my well, sous yeah. chef of the garden, you're part of the crew. Well, thank you, as I is mean, James. Yes, exactly. James is an integral member of the crew. We wouldn't have any oh. of this working without James. Well, you didn't say that about me. Oh, but did you really want me well, to? Well, no, now I'm hurt. Okay. Angela? But we have, we all, just going to say, we also have a special <laughs> guest coming up in a, a little while. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. Surprise guest in oh. about 20 minutes. Okay. All, flew in all the way from Vancouver. Just, just to hear me sing. <laughs> no. Yes. No, just to be a member of the crew. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Angela in Brampton, are you still there, honey? I'm still here. Okay. I just love your show so much. It's unreal. Oh, Thanks, Angela. Welcome. Heart. Welcome on this good morning, Gray. Mm. But anyway, maybe the sun will come out. You never know. It will eventually. <laughs> eventually it will. <laughs> Try anyway, next I'm month. I'm <laughs> calling about my mandevilla. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never had one before, and it was beautifully in bloom all summer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of going down a little bit, but I don't know what to do to, when I bring it in for the winter. All right. So that is a timely question because according to the forecasts I've seen, it's going to be pretty chilly this evening, down as much as five degrees. Right. You're dealing with a tropical plant that really doesn't want to be outside when it's that cold. Right. If possible, today, what I would do, and everybody who's listening who wants to save Amanda Villa, <laughs> this is what you want to do. Um, or, yeah, generally speaking, things like hibiscus, they should come in today. Uh, geraniums should probably come in today. Anything you're trying to save, other than your Christmas cactus, you can leave them out. But let's today get our soap and our water out, not our detergent, but our soap and water. Let's bathe these plants. They need a whole shower, a wash. We need to wash soap and water through the soil of the pots. So we want to eliminate any of the little beasties that might want to just hitchhike into the house. Okay, that includes sow bugs, earwigs, spiders, ants, you know, anybody who's in that soil or traveling in the pot, you want them out. The other thing you can do if it's a reasonable sized pot is just fill the laundry tub or the bathtub, lift the pot uh, right into this bucket of water, this tub of water, immerse the pot in water. It doesn't have to be soap and water, just straight water. And as the water penetrates into the soil, any insects that are inside that soil will scramble out and float to the surface of the water. So bottom line is you want to, like I say, clean up, uh, you know, wash the plant, soak the plant, get any of the bugs out and get them inside. The mandevilla, you're going to likely want to cut it back. If it's covered in blooms, then 
you might want to just wait and uh, get into a nice sunny spot in your home. Sunniest window you've got, southern, western window. <clears throat> And keep it treated as a house plant for the winter. Water as necessary. You're going to lose a bunch of leaves because the light levels are dramatically lower inside our homes. So any of us bringing in hibiscus, geraniums, mandevillas are going to have some yellow leaves in the next few weeks. Be careful. Do not overwater. But don't panic. These plants will survive. Just, you know, put them in lots of sun, talk to them nicely, and don't overwater them for the next few weeks. Let the, let the soil dry right down between waterings. Okay, so I should just let it dry out now. After you've watered it very thoroughly and soaked it before bringing it in. I know, this thing is humongous. I know, they do get big. <laughs> right, and I don't know how I'm going to get it into any tub. But right, well, that's it. Yeah, if and it's then just big. treat it like a normal uh, uh, house plant. Right? Yeah, and if it's really big, you know, you can get those little dollies. Um, they yeah, have I got them. that. Yeah, yeah, and then you can roll it around a bit. But yeah, just get, you know, your hose is obviously still working. Get some, the hose running on it, get some soap and water, run, you know, wash, shower, and run soap and water through the plant. Okay. Uh, Okay, and you're, you're going to find that that's a good thing to do. Clean, you know, then wash off all that soap and then bring it in the house. Today. I have a house full of them, these things <laughs> that just got to come in, my God. You can and use... It's raining. <laughs> I know, but you could use your garage as, as a holding spot for the night, because tomorrow's going to be nice again. So if you want to just get everything into the garage for the night and then worry about doing all this soaping and watering tomorrow when it's a nice sunny day, and then bring everything in after that. But bottom line is, I'd be getting things under cover tonight. Uh, we might just see a little bit of frost damage on the tender tropicals. Okay. Okay. Thank you so Thanks very much. Your you call. have a wonderful day. Thanks, Thanks Angela. Be, hey, look, it's sunshine somewhere. That's right. <laughs> Good point. There's an optimist for you. Silver lining. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, as I look at our little uh, list of uh, callers, I see first timer showing up twice. So let's go to our first first timer. Bridget. There, there they are. The uh, welcome chimes for Bridget. Good, and you're from Norfolk, is that correct, Bridget? Yes, I am. Yes. Wonderful, Which welcome. Is the Garden of Ontario. Ah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Lucky you. You live in the Garden of Ontario. Yes. Sue, <laughs> um, so my question is about a jade plant. Mm-hmm. which I'm sorry, is fairly similar to your last caller, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about 20 years old. It always goes out in the summer in full sun. Mm-hmm. And this year, for the first time, on the shady side, it's still lovely and green, but on the sunny side, it's, all its leaves are starting to drop and yellow. Is that lack of water, or is that just too much sun? Or are they The yellow leaves, are they red around the edge? Yeah. Yeah, it's too much sun. Very slightly. You know, I bet you what it is. We ha- this was a weird summer. Yeah. We had a lot of gray weather. We had a lot of rain. And I think what happened is that the plants, of course, they love all that rain and they love all the, the you know, bright light that, that filters through the clouds. Right. But then when we did get sun, it was so intense and the heat was so intense that the leaves couldn't handle it. It was yep. just too dramatically different from all the gray weather we were getting. Right. So I think that's probably what you're seeing. It's a little bit of damage from too much sun, but none of it is, is earth shaking. It won't kill the plant. Right. You probably won't even lose the leaves, uh, though you may. But bottom line is um, that's that's a good argument for why we always try and remember to turn our plants, yeah. whether it's in a window or outside, making sure that it's even in terms of the sun uh, exposure good to point. have a balanced plant at the end of the season. Right. Okay. okay. But you'll you be getting... Much, and, and thank you very much for taking my call. Our pleasure. And- 
Just one very quick question. You're not the Charlie Dobbins that used to be on the TV programme in England, are you? <laughs> no, that... <laughs> wait, I didn't, well, didn't think so. But okay, well, anyway, wait, wait. Thank you. You're very welcome. Your, um, your uh, answers are absolutely fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> oh, she takes a lot of prompting from me, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know? We couldn't do it without Frank. <laughs> Thank you, Bridget. I know. And Frank as well. Thank you both. You're God welcome. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. You. I'm trying to remember yep. what her name is. I, I, I'm, uh, was there, I don't think her name is Dobbins. Is it? But it is a woman. Her yeah. name is Charlie, and she she was on a BBC garden show. Anyway, yes, I know there was that was interesting because I had a TV show here on HGTV. Well, that's right, yeah. And she was doing TV in in England, and I remember some reporters saying, "So, what's the difference between you two anyway? <laughs> you seem awfully similar." Well, our bank accounts. <laughs> yeah, one I was going to yeah. say that was one of the differences. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple others yeah. as well. And you know <clears> something? <throat> uh, we, it's amazing how many first time callers we have Great. reaching us. So you know, it, it just occurred to me that. A lot of folks maybe just, you know, catching on to the Hey the Garden Show. You might not have the phone numbers really handy. Uh, for, so let me repeat them, okay? okay? In Toronto, here's the number to call, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, it's one 866 740 And uh, the majority of our calls, every call we had this morning and, and yet to come, have been and are uh, first-time callers, including our next caller, Cheryl, from Toronto. Hello, Cheryl. There are your wind chimes. Hello. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome. Hi. I've got a question about tulip bulbs. Mm-hmm. Um, my tulip garden, I would put it in, and it would last for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. My neighbors, too. Tulips now, I find, are only lasting me three years, if that. Is there anything that, I, any um, specific bulb we can buy that will last? So <clears throat> what you're finding is after about three to four years, the tulips are still there but not as beautiful as they used to be or the tulips just don't even show up? Mostly they don't even show up. Could it be that crazy inbred squirrel population that's causing some of your problems? I don't think so. No? Okay, because I know that within the city of Toronto, we do have some pretty wacky squirrels that do redesign our tulip gardens quite often. But you're right. Many of the hybrid tulips have never had longevity in terms of being amazing forever and ever. They're, they're always peaking in their second and third year and then deteriorating from there. So they're smaller, they're less um, floriferous, less colorful, and just kind of disappear eventually. Yes. Floriferous, write that down, I'm writing Frank. that down, That's floriferous. A good, wow. Floriferous, remember that one. It's a good <laughs> one. Okay, so to, ha- to plant bulbs that will not need to be replaced every three or four years – and you really want to stay with the tulips specifically, as opposed to, say, the narcissus or daffodils no. or crocuses or hyacinths, many of which will naturalize in your garden. I would work with what are called the species tulips. Species tulips are very, very good at naturalizing. They're very good at just, that means they continue to not only come up, but they actually spread. So you might start with five or ten little bulbs and five or ten little plants. Within a few years, you've got an exponentially larger planting, 20, 30, 40 plants. Now, they aren't as tall. They aren't the big, tall tulips. They tend to be four to six inches tall. Um, There's also some great, what are called bunching tulips. They're the ones that send up multi-flower stems. Mm Gregii is one that comes to mind. I can't remember all the names. There's a million and one different hybrids out there. What I would do, Cheryl, you're in the Toronto area. Yes. Shop for tulip bulbs at a reputable garden center. 
you know, like a Plant World or a Sheridan's or the Toronto Botanical Gardens, and you will find that the tulips they're selling, that it will say very clearly on either the package or the box you're, you're looking at, because they're either loose bulbs or packaged bulbs, uh, it'll tell you clearly whether these are plants that will continue to, um, you know, beautify your garden for many years, as opposed to just buying a bag of mixed Darwin hybrids or whatever you may find available at many of the home stores. And you're right, those often are smaller bulbs and never really come on as great as they can and don't last as long. I used to buy them at the CNE oh, yeah. from that little cart uh-huh. in Holland. Um, he retired years ago, mm. and since then I haven't been able to find a good tulip. Mm. Where are you? What area of Toronto are you in? North York, but I have a car. Okay. Um, North York. Do you know somewhere that sells? Well, I look my tenants. Hybrid tulips, I guess. Well, well, they are still hybrids in many oh, cases, uh, but they are hybridized differently. So, um, so I'm thinking there is a Sheridan's up in Unionville on Highway Seven. Sheridan Nurseries. Yeah, we love uh, here. Yeah, you don't have that one on Shepherd anymore. Um, otherwise, in North York, oh, my brain's going to go Well, you know, well, maybe some of our listeners can... Uh, Might jump in. Here. And remember sure. as well, the Toronto Botanical Gardens has a lovely shop. Leslie and Lawrence is where they're located. They have a lovely shop, and they do sell bulbs there. Okay. And they've got good people working there as well who can direct you. That's great. Okay. Thanks for calling, Thank Cheryl. Yeah, don't be a stranger. <laughs> the door is always open here at the Garden Show. And you now have your wings, so you're and good to exactly, go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, gee whiz, here is another first-time caller, uh, Carolyn from Brantford. There are the wind chimes for you. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, I have a clematis, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm handicapped and don't get out of the garden like I used to. I really miss it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I saw that... Uh, um, a climbing weed had covered over one of my most beautiful clematis. Oh. And so um, I finally got rid of the weed, and there, in behind there were like these feathers that had seeds on the end. Mm-hmm. Now I planted them in a clay pot with triple mix, mm-hmm. uh, but because of my handicap, I want to know how to keep them over the winter. I thought of one thing, and that was maybe... I. I put tomato plants in tree tree pots, you know, that you get from the gar- garden centers mm-hmm. when they bring you a tree. Mm-hmm. And so I thought if I was to put the uh, clay pot down inside the, the dirt that's in, in oh, those uh, tree right, pots, would right. that work? Uh, okay, so you're in a, an apartment? No, you're in a home. No, I'm in a home. Yeah, it's you are. Yeah, it, it, things are very difficult. For so tell me about the clematis seeds that you planted. Did they germinate? Do you have little green plants? I don't know. I just planted them just, just about a week ago. Okay. Uh, all right. And But they're just in small pots, right? In one small one small pot, but I planted all the seeds in the one pot. Okay. They're about, uh, about an inch and a half to two inches away. And I thought if I get one seed mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> to growing. germinate, I'll be lucky. Yeah, I was going to say you will be lucky because they are tough to germinate and they are very slow to get established. So I'm glad they're in a small pot. So your idea of overwintering the small pot in a big pot full of soil is not a bad one. But do keep in mind that it is colder above ground than under the ground. So the best thing you could do, since it is just a small pot anyway that the, that the clematis seeds are in, if you can possibly somewhere in your garden, dig a hole and just take that pot with the clematis seeds in it, put that whole pot into the ground, under the ground, uh, mark it with some stakes so you'll know where it is 
or some kind of a you know a little marking tool, uh, ribbons or something, um, and just leave it like that for the winter. That what would be the. Should I put put the hole? You it does, under the ground. It doesn't. Like, the the pot just needs to be level with the surface of the soil. So if the pot is three inches tall, you only have to dig it down three inches. Okay. Okay, so it's not like a it's huge a hole. good size pot. Okay. I also wanted to give people a caution. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some weeds, and I went out and I used weed killer on them. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that there was a very slight breeze. Mm-hmm. And the clematis, I had beautiful clematis on an arbor that came over the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and it has died. Turned yellow. You killed and the was, clematis. I, there was hardly... Oh. A, like I didn't even think of the wind. That's how small, how, yeah. how slight it was. Yeah, yeah. So the so, weed, what weed killer were you using? Was it one of the uh, lemon? It was. Vinegar? It was a weed killer for 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 like plants, like like dandelions and stuff in the weeds. Hmm. And was it something you and, bought in Ontario? Yeah, I bought it in Ontario, okay. and I was just so upset because. Now I'm going to have to go out and buy a brand new one because even if these ones germinate, it'll be a long, long yeah. time before they even. Well, come that's up. R- and clematis are slow to get established, to get growing. So, so that's the other thing is, yeah, you want to, when you've got them growing nicely, you want to leave them alone and certainly try and keep them uh, uh, free of weeds. So, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. And that's a good caution and to be very, very careful. Z- feels like no breeze at all, and yet the weed killers do move. I, I was just so totally yeah. shocked to see oh, all these okay. brown sticks on. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. Thank you for your help. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for your call. Okay, and have a great now. weekend. Now, I'm going to ask Jerry and Ellen, who are on the line, to just stay there. We'll, we'll get to you eventually. But we have a special guest we're going to bring into the studio in just a couple of moments. And, uh, well, we'll explain the reason why in just a couple of moments. Okay, sure enough. Uh, right back. back back very shortly here at AM 740, The Garden Show. Uh, AM 740, Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. You know, Charlie, uh, one of my favorite times here on The Garden Show is when we have Sierra Sill uh, as a sponsor during the show. And uh, I get to, as you do your little commercial there, I I wind it up with S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. And you do that so that people can go to the website and learn more about what is Sierra Cell. That's right. So what's different and special today is I'd like to welcome Michael Bentley. Hi, Michael. It is great to be with you and your listeners. All right. Well, thanks for coming in all the way from Vancouver. It was a long walk. (laughs) Michael's actually the uh, founder of Sierra Cell, the, the company that makes the little pills that we talk about and how right. magical they are. They're yes, the and let me, f- let me first apologize for bringing some November weather. Oh, yeah, oh, what, yeah what's going on there? Rain. <laughs> Just go step back a tiny bit from the from mic, yeah, because you're popping their peas. Perfect. So... But also, I just love your show. Thank you. And I wish it was on slightly later in the day because <laughs> we leave our electronic devices downstairs at night. And so for me, it comes on at 6 in the morning. Ooh. So, But, hey, it's a great show. It's just delighted to be with you today. Thank you. And, you know, we are a podcast. You don't have to listen live. You can listen anytime yeah, via iTunes or AM740. And Frank is one of my favorite authors. <laughs> and, you know, Christmas is coming pretty soon, and he's got a great book. 
the day that the Welland Canal uh, monster? monster met Santa. Well, thank you. And for those of you with kids or grandkids, get in touch with Frank in order. It's a fantastic read. It's a really cute Actually, book. all you have to do, folks, is, and thank you for this, Michael, but it's frankproctor42 at Gmail. Dot com. Is that because you're 42? Uh, I was born in 42. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shh. Well, that's okay. And, and thanks care. to Sierra, still, you only look 29. Well, there yeah, you are. I, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Both Frank and I. So that's frankproctor42 <laughs> at gmail.com. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll mention that again sometime yeah. soon. Okay. Frankproctor42 at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, so, Michael, back to Sierra, still. You're here in Toronto because right now there's a trade show going on called the Canadian Health Food Association. So all the health food retailers, uh, like the Ambrosias, the Big Carrots, all those guys, are down at the Metro Con- Toronto Convention Center? That's right. And there may be a few listening right now on their way to the center. So I just uh, thank you to them for carrying our product, Sierra Cell, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually the best-selling non-glucosamine joint health product in the country. So, Which is pretty cool. Wow, uh, that's great. Because what it does is it reduces inflammation. Mm-hmm reduces cartilage breakdown, Mm -hmm. and helps pull heavy metals out of the body. So it's very complementary to a healthy diet and lifestyle. And because of that mechanism of action, for those people who are gardening but having a tough time getting up after doing their weeding or their gardening, it really makes a difference for knees. Also for uh, holding the tools, the cutting tools and so forth. So we had a caller talking about you know, pruning roses earlier, Mm -hmm. which I learned from. Thank you very much. But just to hold tools... Uh, it makes it a whole lot easier yeah, yeah. Uh, when you've got the agility back in your fingers, and that's something Cerasil helps to do. Also, I find that Cerasil helps that you you don't get as sore as fast. Like as we get older, we can't just. I used to go out and garden, you know, eight hours uh, at a time or ten hours at a time. As I get older, I garden in shorter spurts. But I find that if I don't take Cerasil, my hands do start to hurt within a short period. Whereas when I do take Cerasil, I'm good for at least three or four hours, and that up down uh, doesn't kick in, you know, any pain. Plus, even later that night or the next day, I don't hurt nearly as much. So for me, I find it really does. I always say it kind of oils the joints or lubricates the joints, keeps them working. Keep some fluid. Right. And we know our gardens need minerals, and so mm-hmm. do our bodies. Yeah. And so we have to eat those minerals. Because uh, that's all Cerasil is, right? It's, it's a completely naturally occurring minerals. It's just minerals from an unusual deposit northeast of Yosemite in the Sierra Mountains mm-hmm. uh, down in the U.S., but we're a Canadian company. And uh, we bring the minerals up and uh, process them here in Canada. And uh, it's so much fun hearing from our customers. Uh, I hope they email us, mm-hmm. uh, post it on, look for us on Facebook or Twitter, and share their feedback for us because we love to get their feedback. And, and you were mentioning, <clears throat> pardon me, just before we started the show, Michael, that a lot of people, you know, contact you via snail mail, and it's always nice, I'm sure, for you to receive letters. Folks have taken the time mm-hmm. to, you know, actually sit down and write you a note of thanks for your product. Every week we get letters or feedback from customers. And it's really our delight because while we are a business, Mm -hmm. what we really want to do is make a difference in people's lives. We want to help them be healthier, more active, so they can enjoy their gardens, they can enjoy being active. I went for a nice long run yesterday, uh, enjoying the waterfront in Toronto, and that was great. And I could do that because of these minerals, the Sierra Cell minerals. Uh, And before, personally, uh, I could hardly run 3K without my knees complaining to me. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I, I did a 14K run and I feel great. And uh, honestly, Sierra Silt made 
the huge difference in yeah, that. Yeah, the wow. knees. Yeah. Mm. Well, so you not only are, are the main guy at sick, but you take the products like those yeah. the guy with a hair hair club membership. You know, <laughs> I, I'm also um, you know a client. Yeah. Notice the rug <laughs> on my head. I mean yeah. the uh, the plugs in my head. I absolutely use the product, and we're part of a wonderful te- part of a wonderful team, not only in our company but through our retailers, the health food retailers, who many of whom I'll get to meet today mm-hmm. uh, or see again, and uh, it's just so much fun. Uh, Doing good. You yeah, know something? Yeah. Take take a, a hello from Charlie and I back yeah. to the staff in Vancouver. I had a, have a, had occasion to talk to them, yeah. and they are Melody. so nice. They're She's the best. So good on the phone. Yeah. Honest to Pete, they're lovely people. Yeah, it's true. And so before we we just go back to a couple colors that are waiting for us, and so we should get to them. Let's give people a couple things. One is the website. You're so good at this. I'll give the phone number because I know that one. It's one. 1- 877 joint 14 so we won't get into where that all comes from main thing is 1877 joint 14 frank's going to give this the sierra so website i'm going to direct that question to michael okay who probably has that right at his fingertips okay. our website is www.sierrasil.com so sierra like the mountains and then sil as in silicate mineral structure but i much prefer the way Frank, I will. Michael, for you, my friend, S I E R R A S I L. There. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so, good people there, they answer the phone, they respond to emails, uh, they love receiving any kind of mail. So, check out, uh, ask any questions. Go there for more information. And in the meantime, like I said, I'm just feeling a bit guilty about people like Jerry who is on hold. He's got a question about cactuses. Never know. Don't go anywhere, Michael. You might be able to help out with something here. I just want to say thank you to you for a great show. And thank you to your listeners, especially those who are already customers. Be in touch with us. We'd love to hear your stories. Uh, And thank you again. Oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure, indeed. And we'll be back with more callers. In just a moment. Oh, I didn't right. realize we do have to take a break. Yes, we do. Oh, it's a good right. thing you're here, you know. Yeah, you're I just know, so on I the know. Ball. Keeping on top of things, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, take it away there, James. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And we've expanded the staff here on the uh, Garden Show. Of course, it's Charlie Dobbin sitting next to me across the table. The new member, Michael Bentley, and yours truly, Frank Proctor. And, of course, James Dooley answering the phones. Now, Jerry... Dooley answering the phones. Yes. <laughs> Jerry, thank you for being so patient and waiting there for a, a little question about a cactus, I understand. Yeah. Good morning. Well, you can, can you hear them screaming in the background? <laughs> no, I can't. What's going They're on? screaming for water. Good. Let them scream. That's, uh, I blame you for that. <laughs> Why do you say they're screaming for water? Because I haven't watered them since I got them about uh, two months ago. Okay. And are and they little tiny pots or big pots? They're uh, six-inch pots. Six-inch pots. And are they the prickly kind of cactus or are they succulents? One prickly and one flat-leaf type of cactus. Oh, so the flat-leaf one, is it? are those flat leaves drooping or are they still holding up firm? They're holding up very firm. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, they're not the screaming. I want to ask, though. Yeah. I have one of these prickly cactus, mm-hmm. and uh, it's about a foot high, and it's got thorns that make a porcupine proud. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, the from the distance of the bottom of the cactus to the side of the pot is about a quarter of an inch, a uh, quarter of an inch. Mm-hmm. So should I be repotting it? You'll know it's well. That's a good question, actually. Cactuses typically have very small root systems. 
or I should say cacti, typically have very small root systems. So what you should do is pick up the pot, look underneath. There should be drainage holes underneath the bottom of the pot. Yep. See if you see any evidence of roots coming through those drainage holes. There are none. There are none, then you're good. You would be surprised how small the pots can be for a cactus to live in and be perfectly happy for many years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But they are tricky to transplant. Like, as you said, the, you know, okay. uh, prickles that will make a porcupine proud means that that's going to be a tough one to handle and get into a bigger pot. Yeah. So, but I would wait. It may be many years, like I said, before you need to transplant. Really, eh? Yeah. That's a shame. I just bought an 8-inch pot. That's okay. Nothing. Well, did you buy a clay pot, I hope? Yeah, it's a clay pot. Perfect. Okay. Because cactus love to be in clay pots where you've got that nice ability for the moisture and the air to circulate through the sides of the pot, not just the surface of the soil. So can I transplant anyhow? You can, but I, I, I would try. Can you wait till spring instead of doing it now? Yep. Okay, because it is stressful for a plant to be transplanted. And if it doesn't need to be transplanted, I wouldn't put the stress on it now as winter's coming, plants are slowing down, hunkering down. The last thing they need is stress. They just want to be left alone. Okay. Okay, but in the spring you can transplant, okay? Thank you. Thanks for calling. Well, thanks, Jerry. Bye-bye. And, and you know what? Jerry was the first guy caller on the show. All, all oh. the rest have been women. Yes, n- nothing wrong with that. But wow, it's just interesting, isn't it? that's a good it, point. Huh? Well, thanks, Jerry, for, for being our Holding up token guy. our side, yeah. <laughs> being, being on our side for <laughs> a little bit. Hey, it's been really a fun show today. I'm sorry we don't yeah. have time to take any more uh, calls today, but we will. Uh, Ellen and Debbie will, we'll will be getting in touch. We'll speak with them next week. Yeah, yes, absolutely. We so thank you, everybody. Thanks for all the great calls. What are you doing this afternoon on this rainy day? Well, I'll be going over a whole list of uh, stuff that's happening in and around Toronto. Uh, live in the city is on the air from oh, okay. 2.30 through to five, and James Patrick Dooley and I will have some fun on the air. Oh, you do fun and frolic oh, together, you yes, two. yes, we do. Yes, it's a bit of a scary thing, but it's fun <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the main thing. We yeah. figure if we can have fun, the listeners should be having fun. Uh, it's not well, always we, true, okay, but, but, you know. Well, <laughs> well, should be. Wait a minute. Gee. Should be the operative. Yeah. <laughs> and, Michael, thank you very yes. much for coming in on the show today. We've enjoyed it very much. It's been I good. Just, Great to be with you. Yeah, great to have a special guest. We just don't often have special guests right in with us uh, in the studio. So thanks again for coming in and, and being here as the real voice of Sierra Sil exactly. instead of all the silliness that we do. I mean, you should see him. He's got a Lycra <laughs> Sierra Sil suit he puts on and yeah. he does all kinds of crazy exercises here in the studio. People line up outside to watch. I hear he gets a lot of attention when he wears that in downtown. Oh, yes. oh yes. yes. Well, it's actually not so unusual, come to think of it, but in certain areas. But... <laughs> Yeah, really nobody notices. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We have fun. That's the main thing. Yes, we do. Charlie, once again, my love. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, and certainly enjoy that basket of goodies I yes. brought for you and I. Don't I'll forget be, it. be gnawing on a few of those carrots, no way home. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for all the great calls. We'll see you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.